Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Community Fabric podcast, where we bring the network community to the table to talk about the things that matter to them most in their day-to-day. I'm Darren Falwell, your host for today's recording, and I'm joined by someone who's very close to many of our hearts and a real fixture in our community. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Laying it on pretty thick there. Uh, All right. (laughs) So I'm Dan Kelcher, a solutions architect here at IP Fabric. Uh, Been in the field for 20 some odd years now doing all sorts of fun stuff. So, yeah, lots of lots of good times to be had. Both both now and in the future, hopefully. But um, but you've just come back from one, right? I, I have went to Cisco Live last week wearing the hat. I I managed to make it home this time without coming home with COVID. So I figured that was a, <laughs> a definite improvement over last year. But yeah, it was a it was a great time. Excellent. Yes, I remember the um, the, the return, um, the COVID walk of shame myself as well. It, uh, it was was that wasn't a great time, but it, um, but the, the the lead up to it wasn't so bad. It was actually, I guess it, I'd, I'd probably say it was worth it. I I didn't get laid up too bad. wasn't wasn't as rough as it could have been. So I I'd prefer yeah. to have not had to deal with it, but definitely yeah. the the event was a good time. Well, it was good to meet as well, right? So that was, I guess, the first time we'd met in person. So uh, that was that was a there was always a good opportunity. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's good that you've uh, that you're back and and still in one piece. And it sounds like it was a great event, from what I can gather. It um, certainly watching it from from far away as I was. Yeah, it was uh, not quite the kind of pre-pandemic attendance levels, but. From an attendance standpoint, I think they were we were saying eighteen thousand attendees. Um, right. It was definitely a you know quite an active time. There there was a lot going on, something around a thousand sessions or something. So there was wow, a lot okay. going on, and I guess lots of lots of announcements and lots of lots of noise. I mean, certainly, I think from a from a social media point of view, I don't think it was anything like that last year. I think people really embraced it this year and really sort of wanted to push out the the joy of uh, of a post pandemic kind of kind of event which was um yeah it was good to see yeah there was there was definitely more kind of selfies more people that were kind of yeah. interacting with each other and and just more the kind of normal interactions as opposed to last year people were a little bit not necessarily standoffish but it just it wasn't as as warm. It wasn't as like just you know go sit next to somebody and have a conversation. You you were yeah. still kind of trying to maintain a little bit of distance. Uh, last year they kept the sessions to I think it was a forty five minute time limit so they could cycle out the rooms and let the the HVAC kind of do its thing. So this year they didn't have the those limitations. The sessions could run as long as they needed to. So it definitely kind of hit the started to get more to a a pre-pandemic vibe than than last year was. No, that's really good to hear. I mean that uh yeah, I think last year we were all just a bit giddy that we were all allowed out again. So, uh you know, it's <laughs> it's good to hear that uh that people were being, you know, well, had the opportunity to be more social, more community-minded and and uh you're able to to have the conversations, I guess. But um I suppose for, for again being remote from it and looking in 
announcement wise what what you know what, what were what were the big directions i suppose that were being announced because the, there was such a flood of socials that you kind of missed missed a lot of that so it'd be really good to get an insight into that uh, even when you're there there's so much going on you miss most of it <laughs> yeah anyways, i guess but, i guess um i mean there were there were some announcements in the the collab space around like some some integrations of like ai into webex uh, one of the things from a a social standpoint that I I had a little bit of fun with was the there was an announcement of like cinematic meetings where like the right. the cameras would like change angles a little bit to make things a little bit more dynamic. Um, so my my question that I tried to get answered and nobody from Cisco wanted to acknowledge was when the uh, Michael Bay plugin would show up where all of a sudden <laughs> you'd have like overly dramatic explosions and giant robots and all of these things happening in a movie. And nobody would, nobody would confirm a, a date for the, the Michael Bay plugin for cinematic. Neither, neither, com neither confirm or deny that right. uh, you were going to have those, those special effects. Right. I, I think there's there's a huge opportunity there for if anybody from Cisco's product team happens to be listening to this huge opportunity to go out and get some of the the big name directors to to kind of create their own iterations of these plugins and you know you that got sounds the, amazing right it'd be hilarious like this is the you're meeting as directed by Quentin Tarantino and watch that go <laughs> yes can you imagine something uh, yeah. like right it's just right. We're going to have cinematic meetings. Let's go all right. out. Right, exactly. Yes. Samuel L. Jackson running around in the background. Or whatever. Say it's a network problem again. We'll leave the rest <laughs> cool. of it out. <laughs> That'd but, be incredible. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I mean, from, from my standpoint, I'm, I'm sort of, I was looking out for things around the sort of network operation side of things. You know, we, but, Hey, being doing what we do, right? That's that's part of our day to day. So it's always interesting to hear what's happening around there. Yeah. Um, did they have anything interesting for us on that? So there's I'll save the more interesting part for a second. The there's the uh kind of the Cisco networking cloud idea of uh, okay. a I hate the term single pane of glass, but we'll run with it where uh <laughs> essentially kind of trying to to take the different Cisco platforms since now there's a lot of, most of them are web UI. So kind of creating yeah. almost a, a, calling it a front end is probably oversimplifying it, but a, a front end where you log into a kind of a centralized platform, and then that's going to use SSO to get you into the various kind of Cisco right. technologies. So you log in one time, and then you've kind of got the ability to switch between Meraki or Thousand Eyes or what have you. Uh, from a like an actual operational standpoint, I don't mm. necessarily know that it's going to be a game changer day one from a network engineer standpoint. Because really, if all you're doing is switching from a thousand eyes view to a, you know, whatever other platform view, if it's Meraki, whatever, you're still dealing with yeah. each one kind of being its own independent network. As a separate. But I, as the kind of future outlook, there is like there's some talk of trying to standardize the UI so that the the look and feel is similar and then hopefully that kind of builds towards more integration between the platforms where 
from a, a user standpoint, you primarily interact with one platform and what it does on the back end. However, it, you know, the SDNify my collection of SDNs. Yeah. So, yeah. and and that's I suppose the holy grail, right. isn't it? The, the, this this idea of uh, one SDN to to rule all all others. I mean, it's it's almost a, I guess it's almost orchestration, then, isn't it? It gets gets quite interesting. But um, but it sounds like on the face of it, at the moment, it's very much, I won't say gloss, but it's first baby steps, right? Right. It's it seems like the kind of the. Yeah, step one, get the you know, the the login page up, get the the SSO, yeah. get the ability to from a user standpoint kind of seamlessly move between platforms. And then once that's done, hopefully the ability to kind of drill in. Um one of the kind of the interesting takes on this is the idea that does do the platforms need to be truly integrated or is it something where from just a, a network engineer standpoint if you're using for example intersight to manage a ucs environment you're probably not yeah. the same engineer that's going in and managing meraki so do you right. need a single interface where you have all of the buttons for every possible product cisco has yeah. if you're really only concerned with one so it's it's an interesting thing to see where it goes. Um, you know, most of my career, I've been in in smaller environments where I, <clears throat> excuse me, where I was the one guy. Wow, lost, <clears throat> yeah, losing my voice here. Too much, too much talking at Cisco Live. I thought it was back, but <laughs> yeah, anyway, the. Uh, I guess I guess the you mentioned something actually that was interesting there as well because this isn't just about management platforms for the for the devices, right? This is about um, a term very close to our heart, the, the, the idea of assurance about, about ensuring the network um, and all the different elements of the network are working together in concert to deliver a service, which is where one of the other announcements came, came through, right? Where there was, they were talking about extending the whole full stack observability with thousand eyes and app dynamics and all that sort of stuff is what did you take from that? Yeah. So the, the big thing here, I, with, with the whole concept of kind of full stack observability, one of the things that I have been waiting for with, with bated breath was the idea of a kind of a single platform for it, because previously the, the FSO idea was we have Intersight, we have Thousand Eyes, we have AppD. They're three separate platforms and you can kind of yeah. integrate them and, and pull data from one platform to the next but it wasn't necessarily kind of a full end-to-end -end integration where I went into a single platform and could drill into all the different things. So they announced the, the FSO platform and they had some demos on it. And it's, it's actually, I think a, a really cool idea. It's again, a kind of an infancy as far as a kind of a Cisco product goes, but some of the demos that they had where, third parties were kind of coming in and taking some of the data and doing things. There's some, some definite power that's available. Uh, kind of a high level is just they, they take all of the different data sources, feed all of the, the different sources into basically a data lake, and then give you the ability to, from that data lake, 
grab the data that you need, show what you need to, if you're, if you're building integration, take the data from that data lake, do with it, whatever it is you need, and then present the data back in right. a way that's hopefully useful and consumable. So this is an interesting point, right? So this is, this is kind of what the, the, the promise, I suppose, of observability is, is, is that idea of you've got a bunch of data coming from a whole bunch of different sources that, yeah, you've got your application experience in in Thousand Eyes, and you've got app dynamics with with understanding the application delivery, I suppose, um, and and so and into site looking after the the service infrastructure that sits underneath it. Um, it's a bit of a gap there. We should talk about that sometime, but that's uh, that's a whole different story. Yeah, actually. But but I suppose it's the idea is to oh. that though. One of the things that is interesting and and hopefully will be coming out soon trademarked uh is because this <laughs> this platform is kind of a data lake type system the ability to integrate that with other solutions that might be able to provide uh certain degrees of visibility into devices connectivity in a you know multi-platform fashion like, i mean like if, like like context data for for network infrastructure right. I mean, the state information right. intent all that like yeah topology right. yeah. Yeah, yeah being able to take all that i think i, think I know something that yeah, might be able I've, to do i've that. heard of something similar it was uh like uh spx cloth or something like that i'd i'd have to look it up <laughs> Oh wait! Wait a minute! Wasn't there a, a Chinog uh, talk where uh, someone mentioned Some something about that? Big recently? hairy guy that made a bunch of jokes and asked a bunch of questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that. It was, it was. If if anyone wants to, if anyone wants to know what that was, um, we'll we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, the link to that to that video. Yeah, it's the. It was actually a great conversation. I the video. I wish the. Like uh, there was a, t a bunch of questions where, you know, spanning tree problems, how many people have spanning tree problems and you can't see the, the audience hands going up. So you just kind of, <laughs> as you're going through and watching it, if you happen to go through and watch it, you've got to, you've got to imagine a room full of people shaking their heads and raising their hands every time that spanning tree comes <laughs> up. It. Like it's, so it goes. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was an entertaining watch. Um, but yeah, I'll recommend it to uh, to anyone who's listening. Um, but but yeah, I mean, that, I guess that's the point here, right? Is that it's that it's the the data, it's bringing the data together, it's it's being able to to consolidate it, correlate it, do all of those things without having to sit down and do it right. yourself, which is which is one of the biggest things we're trying to address in in all operations at the moment, isn't it? That, that that networks are so complex now. Trying to do that as the network engineer who's responsible for ensuring this is available is super difficult because it's just there's just too much data, too much to understand. Right. And you get the the kind of ever present challenge of there's there's only so many hours in a day, even when you're working sixteen yes. of them. Uh, and you get the, you know, it's a network problem or it's slow or whatever, and trying to go through and when you're talking about, you know, 
dozens, hundreds, thousands of devices. And now as we get into like the SDN platforms and we've got overlays, we've got underlays, we've got tunnels, we've got cloud platforms, we've got all of these different tools that are out there. The number of places that this data exists is problematic to to just wrap your head around where these things are. So a lot of times it's, you know, sadly almost easier to just kind of bury your head in the sand and just be like, everything's fine here. I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, move I, on. I spent it, yeah. five minutes looking for it. I didn't find anything. I, yeah. So it must right, be DNS. It's a DNS problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Turn it off, turn it on again. Uh, do you know, I, yeah, it'll it'll right. sort itself out. Yeah, no, and this is and this is the problem, right? Because we've spent so long having to do that as complexity's got got uh, you know greater and greater that there's now a reputation in, in in IT more generally that that you know doing having a more available network is hard and and so you know it, we need this kind of tooling. So interesting that that um, Cisco are. Kind of, kind of catching up, I suppose, with a lot of other um, other platforms that that already do this stuff. So, um, obviously, they have the advantage of being able to integrate all of their own their own other platforms to do that. So, um, be interesting. Um, do you do you know how multi vendor the approach is? Just out of I, interest. So specifically, no. Uh, the idea would be from a data lake standpoint. It's going to consume open telemetry data. So right, right, if okay. you're sending, if you're able to send open telemetry data into it, and there's, I mean, there's other platforms that will just take data, convert it to open telemetry and, and send it out. So right. that I think is one of the things that's going to be really potentially the, the game changer here, where if we can take data from yeah something like an apt where it's looking more at an application stack we can take something from thousand eyes where it's network performance we can take the individual devices and and what they're doing take all that send that all into a single kind of repository and then from there start to build out what we're looking at then it's there's a huge potential there to to take all of these kind of disparate data sources merge them all together and build something from it the the big question then is going to be how easy is it because these are these are always things where like every time that in uh, you know we're talking about cisco but every vendor does this like they'll they'll come up with their three letter four letter acronym for their new technology and it's really easy and it sounds great and they promise the world and then you try to actually implement it and after six months you're still scratching your head unsure of what you're doing or or whatever and it's yeah. half implemented nobody knows it it just sits there for this is this is the yeah there's so many problems isn't there with that sort of thing there's there's right okay who who actually knows how this thing works and how it's set up will i get the support from the vendor because the vendor themselves aren't necessarily set up to do that it's more of a, a sales architecture right rather than a than an actually implementable solution and that, that kind of thing so i guess yeah same with all these things right we'll um watch this uh watch this space right? i guess the other thing 
you know, you you touched on this before with Cisco Live. The other thing is is the people, right? It's it's who you see there and the conversations and everything. I mean, how how much fun did you have with that? Uh, I have said this many many times. The Cisco Live, the best part of it is the people. It is being able to to have the interactions. Uh, you know, not to not to downplay the the technology and the sessions, but generally speaking. If there's announcements, you know, I can call up a Cisco rep and say, hey, fill me in on what these announcements are. There's there's going to be press releases and blogs and and all of that other stuff to get a lot of the announcements out. There's plenty of material that's out on what the different platforms are and what they do. So that part of it is, yes, it's nice to be able to to kind of consume in a a collective environment, but even in the sessions, being able to have conversations with people, if even in not necessarily the the presenter, but uh, like last year I was in a session where uh, they were talking about Thousand Eyes. And after the session, there was a group of us just standing around talking about different ways that they could implement it. And it was, you know, more of a peer-to-peer, one of the Thousand Eyes guys was there talking as well, but it was a lot of peer-to-peer conversation. Uh-huh. And what are they doing with it or how is it being implemented or what are the challenges that they faced or how did they solve them or, or whatever, like that's, those conversations are great because you get the, the understanding of what people are doing and from the, the field, as opposed to from kind of a a sales rep, just, Hey, you know, that architecture thing, like here's this new thing that's going to change the world for you. (laughs) And yeah, you know, the implementation might not be as easy. Actually, talking to people yeah. is is hugely beneficial. Well, you get you get that sort of realistic um, feedback, I suppose, on the do's and don'ts and the approach and and otherwise, right? And and I think that yeah, like you say, that that in itself is invaluable, right? To 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 have that insight into the into the technology, but it's not even about the technology half right. the time, and that's is it? exactly. Then it's just being able to have. You know, the one of the the beautiful things is that you take, you know, tens of thousands of people that we all have common interests. We're all technologists. We all enjoy geeking out about, you know, networking and, and all the various facets of it. So you can take a bunch of people that have similar passions. You know, yes, you can talk about the technology, but because it's a an in-person event you're talking to people so you know there's there's stroop waffles growing up going around and you got you got weird looking <laughs> uh, hairy guys wearing kilts totally. and um i i have no idea who one of those guys might be might have been uh, no, no no idea no uh, i know I, a few I actually, yeah there, there were a bunch of them there wasn't just about. one yeah, yeah uh but yeah it's being able to to have those kind of it's on one hand, yes, it's a kind of a professional event. You're going and you're learning and you're talking tech, but you're also going yeah. and you're talking to people that are in the industry that are passionate about what they do. So there's there's that part of it where you can have some some really great conversations. And then there's also the being able to connect with people that you otherwise wouldn't normally have had the opportunity to. So, you know, there's a, a relatively small body of water that separates the two of us and the the first time, like you said, that yeah, we were able true. to meet face to face was Cisco Live. Um, yeah, I went around. Yeah. I brought a couple of my Cisco press books with me and and had those 
had got them signed by by the authors. So like I I spent time talking to literally talking to the people that wrote the book on on various things. Um I was talking to Yeah, yeah right. that invaluable, it's, right? It just from a you know the the geek in me, like the the bucket list things that you get to you know tick off like i you know sitting down talking to to peter jones and talking to people that like yeah talking to people that wrote pro like legend the one of the guys that or the guy that wrote the eigrp protocol was milling about and i got introduced to him and it was it was one of those moments where it was like I didn't realize there was a guy that wrote this. I like, just, I, I never even considered it. Like just somehow this thing sprang into yeah, existence yeah. and he somehow, somehow just mythically appeared. But yeah, like there's this, this human <laughs> element. He is, he is, if you're talking about Don, if you're talking about Donnie Savage, he is yeah, a bit right. of a wizard like it's, anyway. Right? There's, it's, it's, it's there's definitely so. a, a degree of wizardry to it. Like there's there's a unique type of person. That, totally. you know, Peter Jones, same kind of thing. Like some of the the distinguished yeah, yeah, yeah. engineers stuff at Cisco. Like there's some there's some interesting folks out there. But it's it's also as I mean, I again, I I was talking to people where I've had their books on my shelf for years. I've you know that yeah. that part of it or people that even outside of books people that you know you you follow on social media so uh you know talk to duan and david um bomble talk to Fantastic. uh i i don't even know how many people i one of these days i need to go through and count my selfies i know i know i know someone you i know someone you did speak with and you had to meet the engineer session with right oh i actually Talk to me about so, John Capabianco. From one bearded guy to another, it was a, a great conversation. <laughs> um, a, a, it, a meeting I, of minds. Something like that. Meeting of beards, the minds were just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. brought along because <laughs> yeah. they, they have to. They're they're just for the ride. stuck together. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that's that's kind of the thing. Being able to have conversations with people like John, he's just it's it's awesome. Um yeah. There's a lot of stuff that he's he's been doing over the years from an automation standpoint. There's a lot of stuff that uh, like he's been doing a lot with AI and chat GPT lately. So it was it was cool. One of the reasons why I actually booked one of the, the MTE sessions was just when you look at people like John or one of the other sessions I booked was with Jason Gooley because these guys are they're very, Fantastic. very in-demand people and being able to just be like, ha, I've got you cornered in a room for 45 minutes in a totally not creepy <laughs> way. Right. So you've got you to can't talk to run me. away. Um, but yeah, <laughs> being able to talk to John about where kind of where he sees automation and like one of the big things that I, I talked to him about, and I, I think this is probably a, an episode in and of itself but within the kind of the agile yeah. mindset from a, a software development standpoint, the idea that the the code is the documentation that you you focus on having you know functional and consumable code as opposed to having like meticulous documentation. And from a network standpoint, this as we get more and more towards automating networks and infrastructure as code, um, one of the, the questions that I asked him was basically along the lines of what does that, you know, the code is the documentation. What does that mean 
to networks? Does it mean that if I if I write my my Ansible playbook that I still need you know a layer two layer three topology diagrams? Do I need that stuff, or is the code the documentation and I'm done? Um, and to give the the really short version of the answer because you know this like I said this could be an episode should be an episode in and of itself. But essentially, we'll, the, we'll you, you need the documentation as a separate thing to piece things together, to know how they interconnect, to know kind of the, the guideposts of where things are and all that stuff. So it's having the, the automation, having the scripts, having all of that is important from an operational standpoint. But being able to have kind of that foundation of the what is the environment? How are things connected? What are they doing? All of that stuff, that is that is a foundational requirement. It's interesting, isn't it? It's because it's, it comes back to that whole, can you possibly automate everything? And, and, you know, have you already got something that you can't automate? And so anything, you're only ever going to automate the new stuff. And then it's like, the whole brownfield situation. Okay, I need to know what's there now and how the new interacts with the old. And there's so many things. And and I know you're doing study at the moment for the CCDE, right? And and those kinds of things play straight into that because it's all then about being able to to appreciate the interaction of technologies as well as. Um, you know how you deploy them. I yeah, I mean the the overall idea of one one person in a greenfield environment. Yeah, you don't need to document anything. You can you're you're laying it all out. Exactly. You know how it works. But as soon as you start dealing with, you've got multiple people that need to be able to understand it. Um, mergers, acquisitions, those are always a, a fun one to talk about. Where hey, you're now responsible for not only managing the network that you know. But this whole environment that's already up and running that you've never seen before. And I, one of my favorite sayings, I, I spent a lot of time in the, the consulting space, was there's always a method to the madness. Uh, working in IT, the madness is constant. Somebody had a reason for doing what they did. Yeah. So the, the reason that that oh, one yeah. weird cable seems to be strung from one point to the other, like it's and it, there's a big do not touch sign <laughs> on it. There's a reason that it's there. It doesn't necessarily make sense, yes. but somebody somewhere had a good idea. I've, right. I've run exactly. one or two of those cables. You yeah, go in and you yeah, look yeah. at a config and you see like, this is temporary. And that was added two and a half years ago. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I guess that's the point, isn't it? That That you've always got to cater for the situations that fall outside normal what normal operations in air quotes i mean that's 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 always going to be the problem so uh, yeah i can understand that for sure and I, th- and, and I know with with john i'm sure he gave you the full the, the full ai um chat gpt angle on yeah, this as well right? there's some interesting stuff there i yeah we we just need to get john on for the next episode and really dig into this cuz let's let's there's, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, that sounds like it's, a, sounds there's like some a interesting plan. conversations to be had. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, listen, Dan, I've taken up way too much of your time, but uh, it's always always good to speak. Um, any closing thoughts about Cisco Live generally? I mean, I, or? I'll take the opportunity to say you should have been there. Uh, 
gotta gotta oh, take oh, gotta take this shot fly, when I can. I'll tell you. Um, I I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw out a couple chip. of of kind of things where first off, for anybody that happens to be listening that hasn't gone, it's it's an awesome opportunity. It's it's great to be able to connect to with different people. Um, throw again a few just kind of weird plugs out there but the the community side of this is like i said this is to me that's the biggest part so shameless plug number one yeah. uh cisco has a couple of different insiders programs they've got the insiders champions they've got insiders advocates so those are great ways to just meet people start having some of those conversations and then if you if you do end up going and you've never been or even if you have been but you're the a little bit more of the introverted person. Don't be afraid to go up and talk to people and just strike up conversations. It's again, it's the best part of Cisco Live being able to have those those conversations. And you know, somebody, somebody, there's plenty of people there. If somebody doesn't want to talk to you and they just brush you off. There's plenty of other people, um, right? Like it'll be someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also a. I I think a lot of people go into it going like, you know, oh, this person's way bigger than I am. They would they would never take the time. I mean, yes, there's probably a couple of people that are out there that have that mentality. But realistically, you're better off than not wasting your time with those people. Uh, but the you know, everybody that I talked to was more than willing to have conversations. And uh, yeah, I so many times like there was a point I was sitting around with. Um, Jason Gooley and uh, Michelle and Murphy. And we were just sitting there kind of swapping stories of weird network issues that we ran into. So like just complete ad hoc conversations that were, were great. I, right. I love it's, those. They're my favorite bit. I've got, I've got to take because sitting in the certification lounge or something and, and one of the, you mentioned the book authors, right? You, one of the book authors wanders in and you just go, Oh, you got a minute, and then or or you can just be seeing them sitting sitting sipping a cup of coffee, and you go, oh, "Is the coffee any good?" Just open it up, and then you end up talking I, to them for two hours. Yeah, or I, that's, I it's, you it's mentioned awesome. the CCDE. Awesome. I spent a lot of time talking to Zig about the the exam in the book, and uh, right, like it was great guy. You know, again, just great conversations. The it's it's stuff yeah. that you can't get outside of an event like that you just you don't have the ability to just walk up to these people and well you you're never gonna you're never gonna set up a meeting right you know, on teams or something to, to go and have that conversation are you so it's that that ability to to just spin right. something up yeah it's like a great time if you haven't gone definitely worth worth at least giving it a go once in your life and you know make the most of it have have conversations have fun You've sold me. You're going I'm, next I'm, year. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm going next time. That's it. <laughs> Listen, Dan, thank you for your time, mate. It's been really, really good to talk. And uh, well, we'll be speaking again soon anyway. So Sounds uh, good. Thank you. Thank you very much.